What radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee's Dan. Go ahead, make my millennium. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live and in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, DJLittleRock.com. Please go to DJLittleRock.com, check availability, and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your next event. Book early, book often, have me entertain you. Today on the program, Rodney Gillespie. He's a boxer. He's got a boxing gym. Yeah, we're going to talk to Rodney Gillespie. I'm excited about that. I know he's had some kind of a career, and I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. And you get to have that to look forward to in the next few minutes. This week's shows, it's Thursday, so tonight I'll be at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas from 6 to 9. It's the video dance party, karaoke jam, family friendly, bring everybody. It's a great after school treat. It's a great after work treat. Yes, they have great barbecue and frosty beverages for the adults if you care to imbibe, but you know I keep the music family friendly. So all the people can enjoy themselves at the at the Old Post Barbecue in Russellville, Arkansas. Be there, 6 to 9. Tomorrow night, Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Uh, yeah, you've been working hard all week. What better way to spend your time than with your friends at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Video dance party, karaoke jam. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. They got a big dance floor all lit up. And then they have the full bar, the kitchen. They got wings and hamburgers and pizzas, Jersey Girl Pizza. Get into that. There's also the pool tournament that's going on on the other side of the room. They have uh, 10 diamond class pool tables. I'm not sure what that is, but it sounds fancy. So if you want to try to make some money on a Friday night, get in on the pool tournament. Do it. <laughs> and then on the outside in the party patio, they got shuffleboard, foosball, Jenga, checkers, so much to do. Oh, they got darts, too. So, yeah, <laughs> drunk people with darts. Hmm. <laughs> it's fun, man. It's just fun to be there at the Rab Friday night. Come on out and play with us Friday night from 8 p.m. until almost 2 in the a.m. Do it. <laughs> and then on Saturday night, Saturday, Saturday, I'll be over at the Choctaw VFW in Choctaw, Arkansas. Get to the show. They got the big room all set up. I'll have it lit up pretty nice. And you are the stars of the show. Video dance party, karaoke jam. They got pool tables. They got the bar and they got <laughs> fellas. They have interesting things going on in the bathrooms. Uh, check check it out. I think that uh, they might have been designed by uh, paratroopers. You'll know what I mean if you come out to the Choctaw VFW in, in Choctaw, Arkansas, on uh, Saturday night from 9 p.m. until 1 in the am. Be there. It's going to be a whole fun weekend for me. Partying with the people. Without further ado, let's get into it with Rodney Gillespie. I'm going to go take a trip to Rodney Gillespie's boxing gym over on Markham Street in Conway, Arkansas. Transporting myself to Rodney Gillespie now.
Rodney Gillespie, Gillespie's Boxing Gym, Conway, Arkansas, 1101 Markham Street, Conway, Arkansas. Just so you know where to find Rodney Gillespie and Gillespie's illustrious Boxing Gym. All right, now give the people a little idea of who you are, Rodney Gillespie. Now that you put it like that, that's where I am. Okay, I am Rodney Gillespie and I... uh, Started boxing at the age of eight years old. Um, I was a bullied kid and lived in the, the projects, which you could say was at that time was poor and a bad place to be. Uh, what project would that be? It was the white. It was called the White Projects Where? in Hot Springs, Arkansas. Ah. Um, back then they had <laughs> they had a section of, of Hot Springs that they had the. Now, keep in mind, these are all low-income projects or whatever, but they had a section they called the White Projects, and then they have another section across town called the Black Projects, which later on um, became just all as one. Okay. (laughs) But it started off like that. In going through those times, I was a bully kid in my little uh, section or neighborhood. and uh, What year were you born? Were you born? I was born in 1972. So we get a little idea in the early 70s how Hot Springs in that area, the white projects, the black projects. Yes. And you're in the black projects. It's real segregated in that area. Did you? I lived in the white projects. Oh, you lived in the white projects? Yes, I lived in the white projects. How did that make it? (laughs) Uh, How did that work out? Well, (laughs) um, it was, you know. They, at that time, the white projects was a little bit softer than the black projects. Keep in mind, both black and white people lived in both areas. Okay, it so you, just, you did get along with each other. Yeah. You did know each other. Right. It wasn't right, that segregated. Right. It wasn't that segregated. Okay. It was just, you know, it, you know it, it wasn't, everyone had already come together, but it wasn't known, known, known like it needed to be to, to where they can just put it together and make one yes you know and so that you know that didn't last very long that was 1980 which is when i when i started boxing right um, you say you started boxing at eight years eight old eight years old in 1980 wow and that is the uh, that is the competition age that you are allowed to actually compete is eight years old it's still like that today today even had you done any boxing beforehand i mean I i'm guessing not. you punched something uh, as a little boy <laughs> you know because little boys like to hit things uh, how, how did boxing come about um, how did this this become a choice at eight years old actually it was the total opposite i didn't want to hit anything oh that's i nice. didn't want to hit anything i didn't want to get hit but you know uh you know like we had this we had a neighborhood bully and and he kind of you know kind of forced the the defend yourself or, 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 or you know take a butt whooping and, and I had one too many butt whoopings you know so you know I um, my mother um, heard about a boxing program at the Hot, Hot Springs Boys and Boys Club mm-hmm. and so um, she took me there and I um, took boxing or whatever and decided I wanted to get on the team because you didn't have to get on the team you know you could just do it for the workout you know and I decided I wanted to get on the team. I'm going to skip around and just say, <laughs> I developed a nickname, which the nickname came as Chicken. <laughs> and you- on top of that, <laughs> oh, it gets even better. Okay. I lost my first six fights. Okay. 
So, in coming to the seventh fight, I was on the verge of being done with boxing because I it had become mental to where I felt like I couldn't win and. And you know, it was it was really, really. I remember being being just eight years old and just kind of depressed on the team because it was like everyone on the team would win but me. You were, know, were they bigger than you, or were they still we fighting also, in classes? Some, some, yeah, still in classes and stuff. You know, still everything was still the same weight, weight class, weight, age, and experience. So it was just I would get the bad. You know, I was the kind of kid that would hit but not want to get hit. Yeah. So that's the, that's where the name Chicken came from because I was really fast and got to where I could really do it almost any time that I wanted. So that being said, skipping ahead to 1993, okay, which okay. is the National Golden Gloves, keep in mind, um, I lost my first six fights. Yeah. At eight years old. Yeah, you're reminding me of when I was in Goju, when I was at Goju Karate, and my first tournament, I'm a white belt. They put me against a black belt. He hit me once. I'm done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so that could depress a kid. It depress a kid. I never wanted to go back to karate again. Same as you didn't want to go into boxing I did not anymore. I want to do it anymore. Hang the gloves up at eight I years old. I wanted to hang them up. And that man, you know, um, my boxing coach. Do you remember uh, his name? Yes, uh, Captain McCoy. He just passed about a year ago. Oh. And he uh, is the reason why I'm here to begin with. You know, he um, was an inspiration to me. He told me not to give up. He gave me uh, special one-on-one -on -one training. Uh, he put me in a tournament. And I got my first win in a major, in a major tournament. And then... Um, eight, nine, nine years I was uh, still eight. Eight years old still. Yeah, I was still eight. Okay. I was about to turn nine. You went from about to give it up to yep, yep. I win. Yep. Now win. Then once I got in the win column, I stayed in there to when I turned fifteen, I was a national champion. Yes. So I had a belt and everything at fifteen years old, national champion. Uh by the time I was seventeen well, young man from Hot Springs, were you traveling yeah, all over I was the country? All over the, yeah, that's what I was getting ready to get at. Yes. Uh in doing that, I had already at fifteen years old, I had already seen twenty states at least. Yes. Um, by the time I was 19 years old, I was already riding on private jets, and they're flying private jets to Hot Springs and and flying me to fights during the school nights. I go fight somewhere, black tie event or something, and they fly me back and go to school the next day. Oh man, wow. it was awesome. I had, I mean, I did that all the way until 1997. Is when Were I, you uh, still getting bullied at this point, or did no, you the, the bullying, was the bullying days the bullying done in eight, yeah, at eight the years old? Stopped, uh, the, I think the bullying stopped when I turned about ten. Okay. Because and it know, was that same one big same, kid. Same same kid. Yeah, but it stopped about ten years old ten because years it, old. it got to where um, he had found out about all the wins because I mean it was just win after win. I mean I went a few years without losing. Mm. You know. How many fights in, in a year, maybe, or in a month uh, or whatever? Well, I had, let's see. From 1980 to 1993, I had 115 wins and 20 losses. That's 135 fights in a 135 fights in a 15-year span. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. doing the math, uh, you know, it, it sounds like a lot of fights. <laughs> it was a lot of fights. 
And, and how do you prepare for these fights? Your training, your you're probably sparring and getting hit. Lots of sparring as well. A lot of sparring, uh, a lot of conditioning, a lot of a lot of conditioning. I was I was told and by many, even to this day, that I was probably the, the most superb athlete as far as being in shape and, mm -hmm. and ready to go. I mean Oh, then, you look at to me. And and that picture that's right in the front as you walk in the door with your little uh, shorts that say chicken right on them. Yeah. You look in amazing shape, man. You could you could probably fly around the yeah. ring and, and attack people without even them knowing where, where you're coming from. Man, I tell you what, those pictures are something else because I was hungry. Oh, yeah. You remember the, the glory days. Everybody had yeah. glory days, I was hungry. Man. I was... I was I was hungry. Uh, I mean, in every way, I was hungry. I was literally hungry on that picture. Mm. I wanted to eat something right there. I could. I mean, you know, um, I held the same weight class from 1988 all the way till 1998, which is when I turned professional. What class is this? Featherweight. Featherweight. One twenty-five. It, it's exactly one twenty-five. One twenty-five pound weight class is uh, the weight class that I. I weighed in at eight, in 1988 at 15 years old, and I held that weight class all the way till I was 20 something, 27. That's a yeah, that's, discipline. That's, that's I was tight, man. Discipline. Yeah. That's tight, yeah. and and you just don't eat for the last two well, months or so. Well, I just uh, what happened was I got you know when you're I walk around heavy. I walk around about 10 pounds heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and about six eight weeks before the fight, get it off. They still do that to. To this day, that's how do you get it off with running and, and a lot of running and um, a lot of um, you got to change the diet. Mm -hmm. You got to definitely change the diet. But I'd say yeah, a lot of running, a lot of sweat. Is that something you know about? Is the dieting as well? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to say much about that because of uh, you know licenses and all that good Understood. stuff. Understood. Understood. But uh, just, I do know a boxer's diet. Right. You know what you I know. I know what it takes to get to what we need. Yeah. A little bit get, of friendly yeah. advice. You're not certified yeah. as a dietitian. None of that. We'll put that on right. there. Right. And make right. sure that people know that. But and you I, know what worked for you. Right. And good. that's exactly what I use in teaching this sport is what worked for me. Nothing that I teach I haven't experienced already. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of those coaches to where I'm reading a book trying to figure out what to do, what this is, what that is. Next year, I'll be pushing 40 years experience. Yes. I'm at 39 years right now. <laughs> There's, I mean, I'm getting phone calls now from in the country and out the country to do all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, because there's nothing that you can ask me that I don't know when it comes to boxing. And what I see, you know, my dream is to be a commentator. Right. Which is what I really want to do because I say, I get so upset in watching commentators call fights that they really don't know anything about. Absolutely. Or say, this guy should have done this, that, the other, da, da, da. Well, if you never fought before or you've never been on that other end or been in that deep water, right? then who's are you to say what this band should do or whatever? That's what separates me from all the other commentators is that I've done it, mm -hmm. and it's like chewing gum. Sure. And, I mean, that. what are you going to tell me? What education, what educate, boxing education, um, 
question me are you gonna you know what can you ask me that i don't know yeah it's obvious that you've taken some experience that you've had and you become a coach now you get to be the teacher and eventually you will be someone that possibly could be on the radio or television commentating uh, on fights and such but that's why we're going through your illustrious career to to let people know the background of rodney gillespie and gillespie's boxing gym why you opened this gym at, and who you are so you went from eight years old in 1980 all the way to 1993 and is there anything that happened in the middle of that because i, I know that, that 1993 was a big year for you let's go a little f further in depth from uh, 80 to 93 was there anything the, uh, that happened after after in 88 1988 i remember some dates now in 1988 is when I won my National Silver Gloves title. I was 15 years old. Yes. Um, once I won that title, all the doors opened. And I say that because I went on to winning that and to fighting the Junior Golden Gloves, which is a warm-up to the Golden Gloves. Okay. Now, what's a silver gloves okay. as opposed to a golden gloves? Right. Now, silver gloves, which is, I was a national silver gloves champion, mm -hmm. which is the highest, uh, it's the highest belt as a kid. A kid meaning before 15? 8 and 15 years old. 8 to 15. That's yes. the highest belt that you yes. get. And the reason why it's so, um, why, why silver gloves and golden gloves, why they're so big and so powerful tournaments, mm -hmm. Is because they're level tournaments that you have to win the state golden gloves, which is three days. Now, keep in mind, you cannot lose. If you lose, you're out. Oh, not okay. One and done. It's one and done. It's elimination. Oof. One and done. Okay. So you fight the state silver gloves, which is three days. You got probably, you're going to probably fight three times. There's a possibility you could lose. Mm. Then you got, at that time, you had the regionals which was maybe four days. Now the region, that means you're fighting, you won the state, so now you're the state 125 pound champion. Now you're going to the regional, which is five, six states around us, which is Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri. So you got all those other states around us. Now you gotta win the regional tournament, which is four days, you can't lose. Now what kind of time between these fights do you get to recover? You don't. You fight one day after the next. Wow. And you got to stay at this 125 weight. You, every day. So you're when hungry. You win, <laughs> when, you win, when you win your fight, yeah. okay, you go in, let's say you fight Tuesday night. Yeah. Wednesday morning, you got to weigh in again. No, there's no pizza that night. No ice cream. Well, you're going to probably lose weight fighting anyway. Yes. Agreed. I, I believe like you. It. I mean, that's what yeah. happened. We lose weight. But in doing that, Okay, so you go to the regional, you got three, four days of winning that. So that, then when, once you win the regional, then you got to go to the nationals. Now, the nationals is all, the nationals is what it is. Yes. All your champions, which is in your weight, which was, I had a popular weight class. 125 was very popular for a 15-year-old. Really? And, which is still a popular weight class now. Wow. But at that, you know, I had probably 50 125s in this brackets. Of, you know, and I'm fighting out of measly little Arkansas. Yes. So it's a big deal to sit there and watch me knock off guys yes. one after another to go to the finals. Yes. And 
Meet, uh, who did I meet in the finals? God, it was either, I met either Hawaii or, oh, I can't remember. I, Rodney Gillespie, I'm thinking about you on a board, your name, you're watching your name on brackets, slowly yes. coming in from the outside of the brackets, win, 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 yeah. win, 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 until there's only two. Two left, me and him. You and him. Yeah. And you think maybe Hawaii, possibly. And it's five days. He's beat, he's beat up and battered. I'm beat up and battered because we done fall all these days before. Yeah. He's I mean, what kind of injuries are you looking at? Do you have black uh, eyes, I didn't have, lips? I didn't, have any, I didn't have any injuries. Thank the Lord. I had zero injuries. No, I no, was, no. Uh, thank the Lord. Thank your skill, too. Thank the Lord. Yeah, and yeah, thank your skill. Because, yeah. yes, you being the chicken, you like to hit. But not like get hit. And that's exactly what worked for me. That's I a did, good strategy. Right. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it worked because I was able to, I was one of the only fighters that could do interviews after they fought. Yeah. Or could take pictures or could go out or whatever after a boxing match. You know, I, you know, I didn't lose a tooth. I didn't lose an eye. I didn't lose nothing. Because and your I didn't face still looked like pretty. To, yeah. To I, quote the greatest. Still pretty. Exactly. That's what we. You know. That's what you got to do. I was an aggressive fighter too, though. Ah. I fought. I fought on aggression. That. That losing. Losing. I mean, it's. I know it's crazy. I'm 47, about to be 48 years old. But hey, I'm 50. We're we're the same losing age. Losing those fights it. at eight years old, still to this day, like in my head, and when I would get in that ring, I would transform into like something that I did not have any control over. And I, I just, and which is, Dan, which I haven't yet, but uh, I have some videos, some DVDs of myself uh, boxing in uh, a couple major tournaments. Yeah. Well, one of them is a major tournament, which we hadn't talked about yet, that I won. And um, I did the same thing in that tournament with brackets. And I was about 18 or 19. 18 or 19. So, was, 1980 was a pivotal year for you when you started boxing, when you lost those fights that affected your head for the rest of your life. Then, you, at 15 years old, just a few years later, you win these doors silver, start opening. Oh, silver gloves. Silver gloves. That's right. Yeah, I won that title. I, I'm, I'm so excited for you, man. I Could won you? that title. Was, I, I was like, I mean, it was a very big title. And then I was like, oh, man, now I got to go win the Golden Gloves title. And I was like, okay. My coach telling me, he's like, you know, okay, it's the same way. You, you got to do the same thing to get there, you know. Ooh, and uh, he said, the only difference now is that in the Golden Gloves, you have a novice division and an open division. Oh, okay. And the only way that you're going to get any credibility is to be in the open division. Oh. But, they, but at that time, they said the open division, you'd have to, um, the open division was like 18 and up. And you'd have to have so many fights to be declared to to be declared as an open fighter. Right. So um, when I come out the silver gloves at 15, I turned 16. So of course I'm out of the 16. And my coach told me that he um, he wanted me to fight the the golden gloves, but he wanted me to fight the novice division first. So and you would have had to have done it twice. You would have gone to through the novice. Try to win that. If you did win, if and when you did win, right. you would have to go back through and go for the open. Is that right? No, no. no. Okay, totally All different. Right, so, All right, explain. Yeah. Sorry. All right, so the novice division in Golden Gloves, I um, I went in and I I won that tournament. I mean, it was it was it was super easy, and I watched the 
gotcha. open division fighters in my same weight class. I watched them fight, and I was like, to myself, I'm only 16. Right. These open division fighters in their 20s and stuff. 20s. So novice, are these people that have just started fighting? Well, these are, you're novice because, by age. Okay. Because you're still a kid. Right. You know, open division, you know, you consider grown-ups and stuff, you know, fighting each other and stuff. Okay. But I was looking at them, and I'm just 16. I'm looking at the grown-ups and stuff fighting each other. I'm like, man, I could whoop them, ah. you know? So, but I mean, I couldn't do anything at that time. I'm just a kid. My coach is calling all the shots. Yes. So we went on, and we fought the novice division, and of course, I won it. And then I got presented Outstanding Fighter Award for winning that tournament. And um, and so I'm, I'm 16, and, and they have another tournament coming up, which is the USA tournament, which uh, is at the Olympic Training Center. And if you win, if you win the, if you win the uh, state and the regional, just like the other tournament, you mm -hmm. get to go to the nationals, which is at the Olympic Training Center. Where's that at? Colorado Springs. Ah, uh, and that's the big one. That's the big one. That's, 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 the, that's the big one. So, um, I, um, the only way you can get, the only way you can enter this tournament is to be open. Mm hmm Coach had a long talk with me. Yes. And asked me if, you know, if it's something I wanted to do. You know, you, you think you're ready? I'm like, yeah, I know I'm ready. And so, um, I fought the tournament. And... I won the state. Okay. And got presented an outstanding fighting award after winning that tournament. Then I fought the regionals. Got presented an outstanding fighting award in there too. Yes. St. Louis, Missouri. I'll show you the picture here in a little while. Yes. Uh, after I won won the regionals, uh, they presented me uh, um, a trophy with the St. Louis arch on it, and the mayor presented it to me, and all oh, it was it was. Big deal, you know. I'm, cause I'm from Arkansas. I'm in a whole other state, you know. You're, you're a young man yeah, from young Hot, man, Springs, from Hot Arkansas. Springs, Arkansas. You know, and so wow, what are you doing here? You, what am I doing? You had here? to take a, 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 a assessment of where how you I, got yeah, here. What the crap is going on? And I mean, how do you feel? This yeah, is good. And so it it happened, and uh, I um I you know I won that, and then um I went on to Colorado Springs, of course. 16, 17 years 17 old? 17 years old. How's the schooling in this? Uh, my school was very supportive. They would send me homework. They would, they would treat boxing like uh, basketball or football in the school. So they kind of used, yeah, it worked out. Really, and I was a, a pre-AP student, by the way. Wow, good student. Yeah. He's uh, he's beautiful and smart and yeah. strong. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that, that's, now, the pre-AP, all that stuff came into play because of, you know, where I, where I am now today and, and able to, you know, because I can comprehend very well. Well, there had to be family life, right, too. How, right. how, how did the parents treat you? How, right. How, how, what were your parents like? Um, my mom, my mom did, you know, best she could until she, you know, until she was like, till I was about 12. Yeah. And then we got, a, then I had a stepdad that moved in. Which later on in my boxing career became a crackhead, oh. and so that turned out to be a bad deal. And mm -hmm. I had to, you know, so I had a lot of things. Now keep in mind, I'm boxing this whole time as all this crap's going on around my house and in front of me. And right. So I had a lot to fight for, but uh, I'm gonna skip ahead a little bit. I went on to win to go to Colorado Springs because I didn't win it when I got out there, but I, I made it. Yes. But I never did win it. Yes. But I win fights out there. When I got there, I would still win some fights, but I would just, it was just so political. It was like, you can just, 
I remember it so good. Yes. I'm just an Arkansas Razorback. I had to almost kill that guy to win. Mm. Honestly. If I didn't knock him out, I wouldn't get my hand raised. And that's how that's the mentality, even to this day, that we have to have going into big, big events like that. Arkansas is not, you know, that's why um when I when I got my first opportunity to fight um against another country, that's yeah. why that's why I performed the way that I did. Yes. We fought against uh they placed me on a US team to fight against uh, Sweden, Ireland, and Russia. And I remember fighting the Russian and stopping him in the first round with a body shot. Early in the first round, I caught him into the stomach with a body shot. All right. I remember that. I Knocked remember the wind that. right out of him, yeah. and he just went down to the ground. I remember that very well. Wow. And what year was this, or how uh, old were you? Man, that had to, uh, I think I was in somewhere, but probably early 20s. Early 20s. Early, early 20s. I was already, I mean, I, I won the, the, the Miss South Golden Gloves. Yeah. I always made it to the Nationals. Yeah, you've established yourself as, yeah. as a fighter in, in the 125 weight class. Yeah. And my goodness, it seems like, even all right, you're a smaller man, but keeping 125 for that whole time had yes, to be a struggle. What a, it was a lot of discipline. A lot of discipline, yeah. and you've gained that knowledge in your own experience to be able to pass it on. And yeah. man, and you okay? You fought a Russian. All right, it's after the Cold War, so but you still feel like like you you I did, you yeah. beat this man and and across the. The, across the United, across the the globe, yeah, y you're fighting around the world. Yeah, what a feeling is this, man? In your 20s, I guess this is the the 90s, maybe. Yeah, uh, somewhere in the 90s. This is in the 90s. I mean, I, I mean, I, the whole shebang, man. From you know, from riding in private jets and stuff on school nights and, and stuff was like, I mean, you know, I how are you supporting that, yourself man. financially on my coach, this? man? Rest in peace. I really don't know where the money came from. Huh. Uh, now, I do know that when I um, turned professional, I got a nice little sign-on bonus. Okay. And what year was this? 90... I was in 93. I looked, I Googled. Yeah, because 93, I'm seeing that, that fight. Said, and we haven't talked about that fight where you were I, there's a news clipping out yeah, there yeah okay because we've been kind of skipping ahead a little bit yeah, we, uh, that was that was uh i stayed amateur four more years after that which i actually i have to see pictures to remember what happened in the other four years which right I know that it was all good because i fought the national i uh googled and found i fought the national uh golden gloves in milwaukee wisconsin I think they said that that's where I was. Right. I've been so many places. I oh my goodness! Forgot, man. You fought 135 fights by that time. It, you, it's hard to know where right. you were at, at any given moment. I even found um, the trip I was telling you about on the private jet. I found an article. I googled and found an article, and they they told all about it. And I didn't know a lot of stuff, a lot of detail what they put in there. They had a champion there. They had Fluby in to fight their champion, their Oklahoma champion. 
and he was a big deal and was like winning and beating all these people and they flew this Arkansas kid in that came in and I was an upset I upset him in his hometown Ooh. and Ooh. yeah I found it yeah I said that I showed my wife I said maybe I said uh, I, I said I never knew because you know so many years ago I didn't know why I was going down there I just knew it was a fight right you know I know I'm getting decked out and everybody has on ties and stuff you know I remember that and I remember someone giving us a few hundred dollars a piece okay you know, I remember you know me and another fighter getting a few hundred dollars a piece but right a little spending money here. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's that's what happened. I, I, I read it when they flew me out and all that good stuff. So it's, you know, which, because I have, like, certain things I remember. It's, it's back and forth. Sure. Because so many years, you know, I'm, you know, 39 years. Well, Rodney Gillespie, uh, having the prestige of going in private jets, that has value in itself. But I was wondering how... How you were feeding yourself? How you were keeping uh, a roof man, over your I, head? Um, you know, you were making money as a boxer. I was well. No, I went. No, actually, actually, um, at the beginning, my coach was doing a whole lot. When I turned, when I turned twenty, always kept a job. Okay. Always kept a job. Always kept one, two jobs. I mowed lawns and all that stuff. I always kept a job. Well, good. Hard working. Oh, you yeah. Know, yes. I always kept a job. But then I turned about 21 years old, and I met a friend that introduced me to Fast Money. Okay. And when he introduced me to Fast Money, I was like, man, this is too easy. I became a damn drug dealer. Yikes. And, uh, and I made a lot of money. I mean I, I mean, I really did. I made a lot of money. And I kept boxing. Okay. While I was doing it, I kept boxing. And uh, my coach at the time was the captain of the police force up there at the police department. So I was kind of cocky with it a little bit. Yeah, you were under his nose. Right. Doing he this. Oh, he knew it? Yeah. Oh, okay. He's, and he would tell me every day, watch your ass. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. Watch your ass. You're going to get caught. You know, and um, he was right. If you don't mind, what, what kind of drugs, or, or do you do you not want to say? What kind of drugs? Because there's there's drugs at different levels. Right, right. I mean, marijuana is uh, about to be legalized all over the, the country. Okay, gotcha. Now we know. That that's now we know. It. Yeah. And um, and I got you know I got in trouble and um, the judge. I thank the judge and everybody in the Hot Springs for. What they did, the way the way that they sentenced me, uh, the way that they sentenced me, and the way that they um, let me know that I was supposed to be an example setter, and mm. let me know that I let the city down. You know, yes. I felt really bad about when I went in. I felt bad. They made sure of it. That judge, everyone made sure of it. Although I apologized to the court and everybody, you know, and to the city for what I did, but. You know, they could have totally turned their back on me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they didn't. No, this is a young man with his whole life ahead of him. He's got a skill that not a lot of people have. Right. You're winning fights. Yes, you stepped off and you did this bad thing. How long did you get stuck behind bars? They, um, the judge, all right. 
with my good record of not being in trouble and everybody behind me talking, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, that helped out a whole lot. And uh, my attorney, I had a pretty high dollar attorney at the time, which became, um, he became, uh, shoot, he became prosecuting attorney after that. Oh. Yeah, but he was just my attorney at the time. He switched to the other side. <laughs> yeah. And um, he, um, he talked them into, uh, well, they let me self-surrender. I don't know what that means. That means that um, he sent me down and gave me about six different dates, six different prisons. Uh-huh. And we negotiated on where I wanted to go and what date I wanted to leave out. Yeah. That's what the city did for me. They didn't embarrass me, come handcuff me and let the world know and do right. me like that because I said that I made a promise to the judge that once this was all over with that I was going to do the right thing yes and um, he took my word for it mm -hmm. although <laughs> I, I thought I was going to get some probation because I had spent a lot of money on this attorney and everything and everything was looking good and so I had high hopes and everything and going to court that I was just going to get some probation because I'd never been in trouble really oh yeah well um, he um, said that you'll get he said that you have uh, anywhere from 6 to 24 months you're looking at he said we're probably going to look in more than 6 months considering it's your first time and, blah, 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 and you don't oh, yeah. have no violent charges and all that good stuff so I you know, I'm in high spirits still. I'm like, okay. <laughs> we go to court. Judge sentenced me 24 months. They say that you can get between six and 24 months. Judge, the judge was still hurt. And he gave me 24 months. The maximum. Yep. He told me that I can get out within 18 months, six months, good behavior. Good time. Good time. Well... I'm a boxer. I'm not going to get any good time in prison. Right. So you had trouble in prison as oh, well. Oh, God, yes. I defend myself. Yes. And, and did it. <laughs> yes. Did it. I spent two, I spent 64 days in the hole for it. Of that two years. I spent 64 days in the hole. And that's solitary confinement? Yeah. And how, what year, I mean, how old were you when you, when you actually went in to, to jail? Prison. Um, 20 I was out I was out in 2000 2001 2000 2001 so you're 28 years old at this point yeah. it's okay so in your in your late 20s you spend it in prison uh, you know, for yeah. yes, you know yeah. this thing that you did. You, you had a promising career right. at this point as a boxer at 125. Was that you said featherweight? Featherweight. Featherweight class. Yeah. I mean, I watch featherweights on TV, and just they're amazing fights because they're just so fast. And these are the the punches. Fantastic. All right. Going back, you got you got into some trouble in the prison. 
and yeah. then we get out. I, and then I get out. Um, I get out. I get out with intentions to get back in the ring. Yes. To, you know, make some money. Yes, you're 28 years old. You still got. You're a young man. You still oh, got. And one thing I skipped around. And I left oh, something out. Go today. ahead. Let me go back real quick. Before I went into prison, um, the court, the court allowed me to have one more boxing mat, one more professional boxing mat. Before you surrendered. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that. You were going to get your, your affairs in order and, and right. make sure everything was straight before right. you went in. Right. And they allowed you to have another fight. And let me do that. Is this a money fight? Yes. It's okay. A fight. All right. And so it was in Little Rock, and uh, I fought on the card. And um, I, of course, I, I knocked him out. I stopped him in the first round. And um, it was the very last time I coached. Got to work my corner, actually. Ah. That was the very last time he got to work my corner. But I had stopped the guy, and then um, I was in prison a week later. Yeah. And you won that fight? Yeah. And you, you made a couple bucks to put it in the bank at least a oh, little yeah. bit? I went, when I went into prison, I had a, I had a, a girlfriend okay. that was, for the most part, I mean, she took care of me while I was in there. So she made sure I was straight and all that stuff, along with what, what I had. Yes. So I wasn't, like, down and out. And right. Like, you had somebody backing you oh, up. Oh, man, yeah. You would thought I was on vacation. I would send pictures home. They look like I was on vacation. Oh. Even when I was in the hole, I made the best of it. When I got, you know, even in the hole, I was in the hole for 64 days. After, after five, six days, I had that damn cell open, wide open. To where you come and go as you please. Come and go, eating, what, eating whatever I want to eat, eating whatever they eating up there with the warden eating. Yeah. Were I you had, still exercising, working yeah, out? Working out and everything. I just still. Uh, made I made friends with the, uh, with the uh, trustee. The yes. trustee was from Arkansas, too. Oh. And uh, me and where, where was the prison at? Forest City. For, what, where? Forest City. Forest City? Yeah. Oh, Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, okay. Same prison. Um where T.I. was locked up there. Okay. Uh, Project Pat, the rapper, he was locked up there. Uh, a lot of your major celebrities that been in trouble, they always sent them there. Like, I mean, it's it's a minimum security federal prison. Okay. So it's, um, it's not... Like... You, you get treated... You don't really get treated like a... Inmate, inmate. Right, because right. We, you, they we know were, that you've made uh, mistakes. They're, right. They're not huge mistakes. Right. You know. I mean, we didn't even dress like that. I mean, I wore Nikes and I wore Nikes and khakis and gotcha t-shirt and go if you no if you had respect or whatever you could wear jewelry. Right. But. If you're disrespected, then somebody's going to take your jewelry. Just for the kids that are listening, prison's no fun. No. <laughs> you don't want to go there. No. It's not a country club that, you know, happy times. Not at all. But you make the best of it. I make the best of it. In your mind, you you make a good, you make the best of it. Exactly. Right. And that's, that's, yeah. 
That's all I could do. Is just, uh, just make now, the best we skipped ahead to 2000. I don't know how we got here. I, I wanted to talk about 1993, man. That was a, a good year, man. 93 yeah. was an awesome year. Yeah, every 90, time you 90, walk in the door, the first thing you see, is, besides the, the chicken uh, picture, is you look to the left of the hallway, you've got a clipping, a newspaper clipping. Tell me about that newspaper clipping, man, 1993. A lot, of, a lot of champions, a lot of champions to this day, uh, successful world champions were at that fight and fought in that same particular tournament. Yes. And I'm talking about fighters like uh, Floyd Mayweather, uh, David Diaz. Uh, man, there's, I can't, there's, there's a few others. There's a ton of names on there. I can't. Yes. But, um, which is the National Golden Gloves, which is one of the most powerful tournaments in amateur boxing. It is the most powerful tournament in amateur boxing. And, um, in that year, um, well, first of all, the '90s, the, the economy was booming anyway. In the '90s, so yeah. there was lots of lots of money and stuff to to, to float around. But um, that is actually when I started getting recognized. Um, that is when I started thinking about. Um, what I want to really do with boxing. If I want to be a world champion, uh, which was my dream, was, was being the featherweight world champion, or um, or do I want to coach, or do I want to just be involved and be a commentator, which, whatever, you know? Um, and in doing that, in, you know, in 1993, and my fast life that I was living, uh, I was kind of forced to when 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 things happened to me and with that crazy getting in trouble. Right. I was forced to to um, go with my backup plan. Okay. Which was myself. Yes. And the next question is: Are you you know are you good enough to really? Are you good enough to really do something on your own and and make this dream reality? Uh, as far as having being a coach and having a team and having your own GM and you know. So two thousand one. This is when you're 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 yeah. out. You're free. You're yeah. The whole world's ahead of you. Yeah. What to do now? What to do now? What do you do? What do I do? Um. And I. I'm gonna go back just a tad bit. Okay, Rodney Gillespie, when you went, go. Yeah. When I went, when I went to prison. Okay. And um, while I was there, I mean, you know, there was a lot of that. It's nothing but time. You have nothing but time. Right. While I was in there, my right hand to God, I had my pen and paper, and I wrote this life that I'm living right now. I wrote it. Yes. I, I put it on paper. Um, I came out with a plan. Uh, and I'm living the dream. Okay. So you're writing this down. What did you write? When I was, when I was there, I was writing. Um, I started off writing. Okay, I want to have a gym. 
So I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a gym, but how how are you gonna get people to you know you're not a world champion? How are you gonna keep people to come to your gym? Where are you gonna have your gym? Well, I had already made the decision that I wasn't moving back to Hot Springs because Hot Springs is why I was there. So that decision was made. I'm not. I'm relocating. Right. I know that. So you're you're at least two or three hours away. Yeah. Do you uh, still have any people in Hot Springs? My whole family lives there. My whole dad, family. Everybody. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. So I, but I, but I can't live there. Right. Still got family reunions down there. Yeah, everything. You know, I, you know, I, I, we go down there here and there, but I just couldn't. It was just, I didn't know if I can handle it. Absolutely. I didn't. And, no, you didn't want to be tempted anymore. No. Yeah. I don't. Have, you know, I have a choice now of, of of going ahead and with my plan and. One thing to learn in, uh, in prison was discipline. You know, mm-hmm. I did learn a lot of discipline in prison, too. Yeah. And in my plan and what I had, what I was writing, um, I had to, I think I had to go through some of these things right here to make this stuff work. And when I wrote, when I, uh, when I wrote my business plan down, um, it required having $20,000. Did you have any of that prize money in your in your bank account? I did not. Ouch. So how? Why? Who I spent that money. I got out, and um, I had a little bit of money set aside, not very much. But what do we have? What do I have? Probably three thousand dollars. Not quite enough. Not enough at all to do anything, but I have. I, I mean, it's better than nothing. You, you, know? you got that right. So I had three thousand bucks to, yeah. to work with. So I get out and um, I get a job. Um, I'm at the. I had to. They. I had to get a job at the car lot for about thirty days. Okay. Which I figured out that you know that I can sell. Oh, selling at the car lot. Yeah, I'm working okay. at the car lot as a salesman. Yeah, you're a good talker. I'm I mean, like, man, I can sell. And people need cars, yeah. so yeah. So, yeah. so it worked My out. My dad was a used old. car salesman, yeah. And so I worked at, um, actually, I was at a new car. They had me at, yeah, really nice in Little Rock. But I um, I worked there, and, um, you know, it was just, it was, it was too much. It, it was wearing me out to where I couldn't do what I needed to do what my original plan was and that's to have my gym well that's a life of a salesman it takes your whole life away right. from you I can do this yes so, yeah you can make some good money selling the cars uh, you get a good commission but you're thinking about selling cars man, all, the all the time even Everything when you're off just, work you're not off work that wasn't for me I had 30 days of that that wasn't for me so I uh, okay. I moved we moved to Conway and um, when I moved to Conway um there was a, there was a gym hired, a fitness center. Okay. Called a Extreme Fitness was the name of the fitness center then. Now it's three sixty five. Oh, I know that gym. That's a uh, that's a nice gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got hired over there by a man Scott Nichols, and um, he hired me in two thousand two maybe. That was two thousand two three something like that. Something like that. Okay. And he hired me. Uh, I remember. Um, it was salary plus commission. Okay. 
Yeah, I worked at Bally's Health and Fitness. Right. Salary plus commission. Salary yeah. plus commission. So, um, and I became the, the top salesman. Top salesman. By yes. far. Always. Yes. And um, so I was making pretty good money. Probably, um, probably $40,000, a year, you know? That'll do. So I'm, I'm like putting money aside as I'm doing this, you know? Yeah. Living simply. Right. Got to rent living, in a little place. And I started off with a little living in a little apartment and mm-hmm. one room apartment and moving, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I sit there and, um, man, I got so much I want to say. I've skipped around. Nah, no worries. No worries, man. The oh. life of Rodney Gillespie, <laughs> boxer, other thing, entrepreneur, uh, uh, amongst other things. Yes. So I, um, I sit there and I, I took that job and I uh, wound up having my daughter, my uh, my daughter's mother, decided she wanted to, she chose, uh, wanted to choose drugs over our six-year-old daughter at the time. Yes. So I. Um, Say, why don't you just leave her here with me? Yeah. And so I put her in the plan. <laughs> yeah, you had to you had to make a little room on that paper for yeah. her daughter. Didn't know, didn't know that was coming. But I'm very happy. She's here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know that that worked out because you know when I got her, you know she she wound up <laughs> liking boxing. Oh, started, started competing and. She wound up becoming a national champion as well. What? <laughs> Chip yes. off the block. Yes, yes. She wound up competing at eight years old and uh, becoming a national champion too. She's still around here somewhere? She lives in Forest City, but she has like, she, uh, there's two belts in there. Yes. The one with all the stones on it? Yes. Is Aaliyah's. That's yes. my daughter. She's now 17. She Aaliyah. Was, yeah. Good job. And uh, the belt beneath it is mine. I put them both up there because they both our national. There was our first national title. She got hers and I got mine. Who trained Aaliyah? I did. I taught her to box. Yes, you did. I did. I did. <laughs> taught her from a young age. Six years old and she was ready at eight. And where, where were you training at? Mostly at home? Um, Noah at the fitness center. Uh, that was another story. When I started working at that fitness center, uh-huh. um, I, I don't think I should open my mouth, but I kind of told the boss what what my plans were well i mean you know the the fitness center 365 is mostly a weights right you know they it's you know a lot of free weights whenever i've been in there it's it's nice you know a lot of free weights and not a lot of the 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 machines that they have in there right in, in other places right and did you refit it because that's what i'm thinking well, that's what I, yes what <laughs> i uh i uh i uh pulled out my folder and I uh, had a had a meeting with my boss, and Scott I Scott Nichols. Yeah, okay. and I just showed him what I was. I showed him who I was, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I showed him the pictures of me and Snoop Dogg, Dre, and all that good stuff. I'm like, dude, I've had hundreds of boxing matches. I was like, I could teach boxing here. What about that? So he agreed to it, and we do a sixty forty split. He buy all the equipment that I needed, and so he did just that. And uh, I wanted to teach him boxing over there. And it was a success. Wow. Okay. And uh, I started gain, gaining clients and stuff. And I started making a lot of money. A matter of fact, I made so much money that I didn't even get paid my last check. He fired me. <laughs> How are you going to do that? What happened? Yeah. 
You tell me. It happened, though. And I wound up having, trying to sue him and small claims and all kinds Aww. of stuff. I got my daughter and everything, man. Yeah. And he did that to me. But, you know, I said, hey, we're friends now. Water under the bridge. That's Water what happens. Water under the bridge. And, yes. and, and, you know, hey, everything that happened was meant to be. But that, that lit the fire for what became Gillespie's yeah. Boxing Gym. That lit the Your fire. Your own place. That lit the fire. Yes. And then uh, in that, I... Um, I got an invitation. I had a guy from the other fitness center across town that had heard about me. Okay. I mean, what what had, fitness center is uh, that? At that time, it was Fitness Pro Team. Fitness Pro Team. Oh, in, in the mid-2000s, yeah. I guess. Or mid to late? Mid. Mid-2000s. Yeah. And um, he uh, asked me what I was making, and they were willing to pay me, um, uh, man, right at... It was like twenty thousand dollars more per year. Why uh, to, to come over there? You are valuable, Rodney. So you're, I went over there. Your skill, your your knowledge is valuable, Rodney Gillespie. I stayed at I I stayed at Extreme Fitness. Yes. For three or four years. Yeah. And then I switched and went to this other gym. Well, did you help to refit that gym as well to where yes. it had a, at least a heavy bag? No, they had no. They had full fledged boxing. That's why they hired me. They wanted me to leave that gym and gotcha. go theirs. Yes. It was a smaller gym. Yes. So I went over there and I did just that. I stayed over there three or four years. The gym went, <laughs> killing. This, this gym was suffering because yes. I left. So now, I'm were there, on, I'm there any boxers on. that worked there as well? No, uh, I'm the only boxer. See, you're the only one with clout. That's yeah. what it is. You brought yeah. experience, knowledge, clout to these facilities. Right. Uh, you know, don't let people think that that, don't belittle that because that right. is important right when you're trying to establish yourself as a boxing gym you got to have been a boxer yep. before you could pour that knowledge into somebody else well it gets better please that gym, that gym did the same thing to me as the other gym um sucked me dry and then fired me oh it gets even better Yes. And I'm saying this on podcast because he needs to hear about it. Well, no. Because this I is, know. This is what happens. I know, I know what he did. He <sighs> not only fired me. I'm not going to say his name because he knows who he is. Right. But he fired me and he went to his parents and he said all these bad things to him, which is the owner of the fitness center. Aww. And not only did he do that, he called some of the other gyms in Conway and told them not to hire me. He called, he tried to make my name because he didn't want me as a competitor. Correct. So he sat there and tried to ruin my name. He's now at 365 right now. Yes. He works at 365 and I've given it to God. We're friends now. I've given it to God. That's but good. But you know what you did. You know what you did. And it didn't work because you cannot stop my passion for boxing and my experience and mm -hmm. what I have. You can't take that away from me. And there's and even myself know that I have a gift of more than just boxing because I take I take people and reform them. Yeah, you know, I take nothing and make something out of, and I do it all the time, and I do it at incredible times. I mean, I set a goal. And that's just what it is. That's just what it is. All these experiences, all these things are very telling of you, Rodney Gillespie. It lets me know that, yes, you've had some, some people that have sucked your knowledge, taken it, 
and then let you to the curbside and you've chosen to forgive because you can live with that hate right. and that, that pain yeah. in your head and just have your teeth grit all the time or you can let it go, learn from that experience and move on. And where are you at and now? That's exactly, that's what I did. I had a had a guy when when that guy fired me from that gym, I'm, you know, so I'm here, <laughs> no job. So uh, I had a friend told me to go down to this little martial arts gym and talk to this guy by the name of Joel Newton and said that he's a really nice guy and he's a Christian and you know maybe I could train some of my clients over there because I mean when I left the gym my clients were like hey you know they're coming wherever I go right you know, I had 10 I had at least 10 clients that were faithful they knew I had my daughter and they were faithful wherever I tell them to meet me at the train they're gonna meet me there to train oh that's nice so I had that yeah and um he let me train in his martial arts gym. And um, everything went was good for about a couple months until I started getting more and more and more clients. Matter of fact, I had got to a point to where I had more clients than he had his whole gym, which was, uh, I had probably, I left that gym with about 20 clients, 20, yeah, about 20 clients, 20 faithful paying yeah. clients and he, he's making a little bit off he's of you little, right he's making rent yeah but he went up on my rent so much he doubled my rent when he seen that uh, my clientele was that he doubled my rent of what he wanted and I was like for like $500 more I can have my own spot correct you know so I was like alright so I wound up leaving that and moving into this little bitty 1500 square foot gym and, um, was it in a plaza or was it a standalone? Yeah, a like a, one of the cubbies in a mm-hmm. in a plaza. Mm-hmm. And it worked out for it worked out for a good year. Where was that? Uh, here in Conway on Meadow Lake, where Domino's. Well, in the same complex as Domino's Pizza now, but okay, further down. And I went in there. and I stayed there for about a year, and I grew out of it because I got like fifty clients. Yeah. And so. Um, was it also called Gillespie's Gym? Yeah, as, as Gillespie well? Boxing. Gillespie it was Boxing. in two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. And um, after I left that, you know, after I got out of that gym, I was like, man, I got to get something bigger, man. I am really growing. My name is growing. Yes. And I moved into another gym, which was 2,500 square foot, and gym steady growing. So this guy, he gives me the gym for 15, what did he get? No. When I moved in, when I moved in, he told me it was going to be, I think, $1,700 a month. Yes. And then after he seen how much clientele I was getting... Then he comes with a new lease of $2,500 per month. Come on, man. How are you going to get ahead if people keep trying to drag you back down? So uh, so that happened. And I said, damn. <laughs> I ain't get the hell out of here. Yeah. And so I met a lady. And she showed me a picture of this place. And this place looked like it was damn near condemned. It, the outside was all screwed up. The inside was, uh, And she was like, don't panic. She was like. I can talk to the people and maybe you can work something out where you can clean up and paint it and do your own thing and maybe they can go down the rent and blah, blah, blah. I was like, you know what? Let me look at it. Yes. And I walked in and I saw everything. I was like, oh my God. I was like, can they give me a few months? If they give me a few months of not paying rent, then I'll get this son bitch going, you know? Right, right. I'm sorry. I, I, I was, you have to beat that out, I guess, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's your podcast. You do <laughs> I, I try to keep it clean for the kids because uh, yes, I know they're yes, going to be listening. Sir, yes, sir. Okay, but no, you know, and I know this this building at 1100 
uh, Markham in Conway, Arkansas. 1101? 1101. 1101 Markham Street in Conway, Arkansas. I know this building. First time I stepped into this building, it was a, a Cajun restaurant. And I actually DJed a party back in the back where, where the boxing ring is now. Uh, and it was great. I mean, it was it was colorful. It was, you know, with all the, the Cajun colors, the purple, the gold. The, and then that guy went under. I'm not sure exactly why. Maybe spent his money wrong. And then it became a, the Soul Food Cafe. And that was pretty nice. I came in. I had some soul food once, uh, once or twice. And that was good. But I heard previous to that, it, this was a, uh, a church. This was a church. So this is this could be a very spiritual place if you if you believe in that sort of thing. Right. So Rondi Gillespie, this is you walking into it after it's been a couple of restaurants and then it's been empty. What happened? When we when we come into this gym, um, once I got done. Once we got done cleaning it out, I had I I just saw the vision, I I just saw it. I was like, man, this is gonna be this is like, this is the boxing gym, this is what the gym's supposed to look like, this is what, this was never meant to be anything but a boxing gym. Absolutely. And in all reality, that's all it could be, and me taking that inspired me to. Do more. Let's make this. Let's make this home. Yeah, it's a standalone building. It's not in a plaza. Not connected to anything else. Has its own parking lot. Uh, I saw you have some tires in the background. Yeah, so yeah. if people want to work out and do their CrossFit, they we can do, do that, that well. as well. Yes, about out there, that's Absolutely. incredibly strenuous exercise. So as you walk in the building, now that you have cleaned this place up and made it the way you want, or is it? Is it always a uh, an ongoing process. Yeah, it's we nowhere. We're yeah. nowhere. We're doing so many things to this place. It's right. going to be ongoing for a long time. We're making improvements, um, but it, it's still a lot of work to do. Well, know? give the people in their heads a, a tour as you walk in the front door of Gillespie's Boxing Gym at eleven oh one Markham Street, Conway, Arkansas. What do they see? Well, when you uh, when as you walk into the gym, you you know, of course, there's a big picture of me, and uh, um, we have like a a hall of uh, a hall of fame. But you walk down with uh, pictures and stuff of me of me competing as a as a kid and as a young man, and you know, from uh, eight years old all the way up till you know my twenties, you know. So you get to see all that good stuff, and yeah, and. I even sometimes, you know, people people like to ask questions, say, "Oh, did you box or whatever?" And I like to I like to be able to tell them yes, and I always keep my DVD handy. Right. So if someone asks, I have no problem putting it on the TV and letting you see what I did. Now, can they find this online? No, you cannot. Why not? Put it out there, man. I know, I know. <laughs> Everyone says, man, why don't you put that out there? Put it out there. You know there. what, Dan? You do me a favor and put it out there. I'll give you the DVD. All right. I think I can rip it. I'm not sure if, if I still have a ripping program, but I, I may be able to do you, that. I'll give you the DVD and you can do it. It's uh, got a... There's fights on there from when I was nine years old all the way up to my early 20s. I'll try to I'll rip it and I'll, I'll give it back to you 
and so you can put it on on your account it, you know you'll make a youtube account for nothing uh, you know and, and just put it out there and that way it'll be gillespie's boxing See, nobody's ever YouTube you account. Know, and you can actually start making videos of people boxing in there i know that you have people from around town right one lady in particular she's taking pictures and making videos yeah. and putting them on her page but yeah it'd be nice to have your page really right. explode with right. videos and people of what actually people can see as they go in and yes you've got that that wall that wall of fame down the hallway and then it opens up into the gym, the gym. what do we see back there that's when you walk in and the the gym is uh you see the ring it's kind of dark in there i mean it, it's it's a whole nother you go from one feeling to another as soon as you as soon as you step down into that to the ring area the um i mean you you're you're super pumped yeah you're super pumped there's always boxing i i record all the fights ah. from the weekend uh with the dvr so while you're training you're in a boxing world the whole time. There's always a fight plan. I saw that. So in that right there, TV. Keeps, yes, yeah. that keeps you, you know, that keeps you, you know, where your mind Focused. needs to be. Focused. Yes. And that is something else that, you know, I say in this gym right here, I'm, I'm so glad to have that hall. Yes. You know, anything mall, commercialized or whatever, you don't, you know, you're probably not going to get that. Mm -hmm. You know, walking down the hall or whatever, just like in, at a fight, you know, yes. and, um, but yes, it, in my gym, we, I train all levels. Okay. Because I've um, seen fellas in there, and I've come yep. in myself, and I've, I've hit a heavy bag. I, I by no means want to get back into that ring and get hit. I, I'm, the, I'm the guy that doesn't want to get hit, okay? But I do like a heavy bag, man. And, and I do recall some of the things I learned back in the mid-90s, and I wasn't professional. I wasn't even an amateur fighter. I sparred a little bit at Candyman's Gym in 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 uh, uh, on Church Street in Orlando, Florida, uh, and this that was a gym that was very similar to this, where you walk down a hall and it's not perfect by any means. It's dark, but it gives you that feeling of ah, oh, I want to get in there and I want to train. I want to feel better. I want to look better. I want to be stronger in mind and body and that's what you you get when you come into gillespie's boxing gym rodney gillespie what kind of training do you offer back there uh, to the people or do you let them go free no 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 i uh, do all the coaching here and um, i take them through we, we do fitness and conditioning training normally first and that consists of uh, before doing anything we stretch and um, we get a good little stretching for about 10 minutes, mm. good five, 10 minutes of good stretching. And then we normally go on like a, a nice walk. I call it walk run because not everybody can run. Uh -huh. So um, a little short distance, probably like a quarter mile. Oh, around the, the block yeah, somewhere. Yeah, just to, you know, just to get the heart rate up. Yes. And uh, when they, you know, once you come inside, heart rate's up, then we, you know, we go to a few exercises sometimes and um exercises that go leading to a little bit of bag work a little punch pad work um a little bit of jump rope i mean it just varies day to day is different right. workouts i mix it up a whole lot there's you know like uh there's some days i'll focus a whole lot on the abs there's some days i'll 
I'll focus more on the shoulders and you know whatever. So it's I kind of mix it up. It's not the same thing all the time. Well, that's I'm, good. It, it makes your body uh, think, you know, because if you do the same thing every day, it, your body's going to start to condition itself to get right. used to that. So you, if you mix it up, you're you're taking what you learned from your illustrious coach, right. you know, right. rest of soul, you know, but uh, and, and you're putting it into other people that have come in. Is your clientele building or are people finding out about they are, Gillespie's man. boxing they are. gym? They're talking about it. I mean, people... I mean, it's it's <laughs> it's crazy now. Uh, it's kind of hard to believe. And I, I mean, I'm I'm gonna say it. It is really hard to believe that. Like I, I I honestly cannot go anywhere. I mean I I mean I'm noticed now. I I'm I'm noticed. Good. And it's like it's it's hard to really sink in because I I, I really didn't. Of course, everybody wants a dream to come true, but I never thought that it would just all the way come true. Because I, I mean, there's other doors opening right now for me, you know, with this business, you know, and all because of this business. So I mean, uh, and, and, and be, it's just like sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's like, whoa, really, Rodney, are you really here? Well, beyond oh, that, man. how's the family life? Oh man, good, good. I mean, I, I was blessed with. Junior, how did I mean, that come I, about? You know, well, uh, okay, I, I know we, that there's uh, somebody else. There's a partner. Yeah, in, in yeah, this. yeah. Uh, how did that come about, yeah, man? What, uh, what's the relationship like? Uh, me and my wife were we dated back in the '90s when I was boxing and all that good stuff. And okay, she, at that time, so she knew you back then. Yeah. Yeah. At that time, she was a teen model. That's how we met. Uh, people, look her up. If you, she's a teen model. Okay, it's obvious. <laughs> she was a teen. <laughs> she was a teen model, and uh, she, you know, we we were together back then. But you know, in that fast time in in my life, I was not ready to commit. I was too, you know. And she was both of us. We were. Young in your twenties, yeah, yeah, young. You know, I'm quite a bit older than her, but she, you know, still, I was, I was young and not ready. And she wasn't ready, right? So she went on with her life and got married, to someone, and stayed married. I think 10, 11 years, mm -hmm. and I went on with my life and got married as well somewhere else. And um, years and years down the line, we find each other. Aww. Her her relationship didn't work out. Mine didn't work out. Um, she was living in Russellville at the time. About 45 in, minutes away right, for those I'm people. I'm in Conway, and we uh, connected. Where'd you meet up? We met up in Conway. We met in Conway. But how, how did you get in touch with each other? Um, yeah, that's great. It's social media it's online situation yeah yeah that's how kids are kids are meeting these days you kids I think, it's so, I think it was social media I really do I think you're like hey I dated that girl back in the but, 90s but you know but the only thing is like uh, me and my wife we've always been we've always been friends yes. you know, we've never like we, we you know we had a breakup years and years ago but it wasn't like a uh, a breakup breakup yeah it was only you know just wasn't the right time wasn't the right time and you know um 
like I, even some of the stories that I share with you, she remembers some of that stuff because she was around. Yes. Um, and I mean, once we once we got back together, um, well, and when just, did you get married? We're going on our second year. Oh, that's excellent. Still in the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Yeah, we're going on our second year. And let's see, Junior's 15 months. Well, yes. yeah, he's 15 months old. And like I said, it's just been blessing after blessing. I'm like overwhelmed. With Man, you, ain't, you haven't happy. smiled bigger than when you're talking about your family. Yeah, my, I'm, I'm very uh, blessed. Very blessed. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm very blessed because I've, you know, I've, I haven't always been a saint. Yeah. But I had a lot of bad things happen to me, and I, I've had people misuse me, mistreat me, um, from the job situation, female situation on. But you could have gone two ways. You could have taken that and made it anger and fuel you, and just been angry with the world, or. You become at peace. Right. And from what I've seen, Rodney Gillespie, yeah. you become at peace. I'm at peace. Yes, I'm and, at peace now. You know, two years into a great marriage, you got this this nice boy, you got the gym. Right. And right. things are looking up and for you, Rodney Gillespie. Up. Yes, things are looking up. And I and I can I just thank God. I I still have a hard time believing that I'm in this spot and like, you know, but I mean I did it. I I'm I, I did it. And not only did it, but still doing it, yeah, man. I'm, I'm still doing it. All right, let's get some more bodies in that door. 1101 Markham Street, Conway, Arkansas. Gillespie's Boxing. Where, where can they find you? Can they find you online? I think they can, right? Find us online on Facebook. We also have an Instagram account, uh, Gillespie Boxing. Or you can email GillespieBoxing at Yahoo.com. I'll talk to you. Uh, I'm text-friendly. Uh, number here at the gym is 501-205-8604. Or, I'm, like I said, I'm text-friendly. You can call me at 501-730-8734. Oh, we also got to talk about things that are coming up uh, real soon. You're not only teaching people how to box, you're also promoting boxing events. Tell me about it. October 19th here in Conway, um, we have some fighters here at our gym that's going to debut, and uh, some other fighters are going to be fighting too uh, and on, on an amateur card here in Conway at the National Guard Armory. Doors open at four, first fights at five. Uh, there's gonna be a um, UCA uh, dance team is gonna be performing during the intermission. There's gonna be fighters coming from different states, from Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Louisiana, Tennessee. Um, we plan on having anywhere from 20 to 30 bouts. Um, it's going to be a good time. This is sanctioned, sanctioned fights? Sanctioned USA Boxing sanctioned event. So it's, you know, everything is regulation, real boxing. Um, don't know. Um, we may have a little media media. Yes. So um, we'll see how that goes. I'm in the works and taking care of some things right now and trying to get more people out here to see these kids do some boxing. Absolutely. Any kids that are of, of note that are coming out of this gym that are yes, going to be yes. fighting? Uh, I have uh, my main a event. Professional or, or amateur? This is amateur. Amateur fighting. I have okay. a kid. Um, I've had him since he was four years old. His name is Armando Arredondo. Uh, he's four. Great he's, name. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've had him since he was four. He's uh, now 12. He's had 75 amateur fights as an amateur uh, and he's going to be fighting 
that night. You guys need to come out and see this kid. He's amazing. He was ranked number three in the country at a time. Yeah. Um, the kid is a, he's, he's fun to watch. Along with him, I have a great team. I got a lot of talent on my team here. Um, got a little kid in there by the name of Terry. He's gonna be making his debut. And um, he's a little 75 pound, 11 year old. 75 yeah, pounds? Yeah, man. You Probably gotta flies around that ring. Pop, 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 pop. I got a heavyweight you guys gotta come out and watch. Um, I have a lightweight that you guys definitely need to come watch. He's 23 years old. He's had about 11 amateur fights. He's about 140 pounds. Yeah. And he is, he's the truth. I also have a 16-year-old that's had about 15 fights. And um, he's something special as well. He's uh, He travels from uh, Cattle Valley, I think. To, I don't even know where that's at. Um, Cannabis, Cersei? Cersei? Somewhere in Arkansas. Cersei, somewhere in Arkansas. North, northeast Arkansas, yeah, like maybe. That. Anyway, um, I'm hoping to have anywhere from five to ten from my gym yeah. fighting on this card that night. Twenty bouts. That's a that's an all day. 20, all not, just actually, it's not so it, much, man. So much fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun in this the short rounds. Um, the kids, all all the fights are based on age, weight, and experience. Okay. So uh, they all don't go ten rounds, right? Three round fights. Three round fights. Three okay. Round fights. That know? makes sense. And then the little bitty ones only go a minute. So, oh, you know? sweet. So you know, some of the fights are pretty quick. You know, but um, there's gonna be some that you know you definitely can't miss. Yes. And then you got the UCA dance team. They're going to, I guess they're performing as ring girls maybe too. Yeah, we got the ring girls and all that good stuff. We have all of it. We'll definitely have a concession. There's going to be a DJ. Um, Yeah, unfortunately I had a wedding that day or else I I, I, I would definitely would have been involved. Giveaway. We're going to give away a whole lot of stuff. We're going to give away t-shirts and probably uh, silent auction. uh, We're going to give away a whole lot of stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. Excellent, man. That sounds like a lot of fun. And if you can't make it to that show, and I encourage you to make it to that show, do everything you can October 19th. And where is that going to be at? It's at the National Guard Armories, 300 Exchange Street here in Conway, Arkansas. And they're setting it up for you, or, or how, how is that? Everything to be, uh, that's, where the, that's where the fight's going to, that's the location, everything where the fight's going to be held. Everything to be set up. That but day. They, they do fights there often, yeah, or do they do I events there? The time. Oh, that's fantastic. This is like, um, this should be like my 15th show here in Conway. Wow. I do these things all the time. Man. And that's something else that I don't even really promote is that I promote amateur shows and uh, also I promote professional shows. And my wife now, she um, is becoming a prof- professional promoter and she's about to start doing professional shows, professional boxing shows. Excellent. And I'm going to sponsor my wife team gillespie baby team gillespie all the way you know I, i'm gilson so we're, we're i guess we're somewhere <laughs> in the back somewhere in the past some of our relatives are you know something gillespie gilson somewhere in there oh yeah yeah it, it had to have matched up way back when <laughs> okay before we go and i, I know we're gonna uh, finish this up tell me about the the weight classes uh, what are you know from the the lightest weight class to the highest if you have them in your head if not don't worry about well, it I, is amateur boxing or professional 
Oh, okay, both. Let's go with amateur. Uh, amateurs is starts fifty pounds. What? Eight what years is old. The, how, what what weight is that? Uh, man, I don't think they have names for those little okay. weights like that yet. Gotcha. Uh, but they start, you know, eight years old amateur is fifty pounds. And like I say, you fight on everything's based on weight, age, and experience. Mm -hmm. If you're fifty pounds, then you can fight a kid that's uh, fifty-five pounds, nine years old, or eight uh, years old. Gotcha. Um, now, if you're nine years old and you weigh fifty pounds, then you can fight a kid that weighs fifty pounds or fifty-five pounds, and you can fight an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old because you're nine. Okay, I, it sounds like this could get real intricate. Yeah. So as five as pounds the, up, five pounds down. Five pounds. So all right. So what about the maybe that's the amateurs? Amateurs probably have a lot of different yeah. levels and a lot right, of different. Right, right. But for professionals, professionals is that a little more cut and dry? A little yeah, more professionals standard. Professionals is just what it is. Just what it is. Featherweight, lightweight, middleweight, heavyweight. Excellent, you know, excellent. I mean, I'm gonna need a pie chart on this one, <laughs> or at least a flow chart to figure out. I I know I'm probably in the super heavyweight class. I'll be but, butter bean, baby, butter bean. <laughs> in amateur boxing, they have super heavyweight division. Super heavyweight. <laughs> no, let me tell you the tricky part about that. Now that you said that, all right. A heavyweight in amateur boxing is considered a heavyweight from 179 to 200. Oh, I lost that long time ago. <laughs> okay. A super heavyweight is any, anything over 201. Okay. That's where it gets unfair. Yeah. Because Butterbean yeah. could be fighting against me. <laughs> you come in, you weigh in 250. And then you fighting. Oh, that's so sweet of you. I, I, I wish you worked at a carnival. 250. Ah, to be young again. <laughs> what if you're fighting a 7 foot 4 guy that weighs... 280 that's chiseled up. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I met Lennox Lewis, man. That guy was big. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> he looked like the predator. I think it's unfair. <laughs> yeah. A guy that weighs 205 has a guy has to fight a guy that weighs 278. That's seven foot tall, that's lean with muscle. It's unfair. But that's how it works. Yeah. So yeah. Well, all right. And you're training them all right here. I'm training them Gillespie's all. Gillespie's boxing, man. Any last words for the people? Gillespie Boxing, where anyone can learn to box. Come see us here. We do offer a free workout. I have no problem with letting you try it out. Come on in and uh, talk to me and tell me what's going on with you. And hopefully we can find a plan that works. Well, there you have it, party people. Rodney Gillespie, Gillespie's Boxing Gym, 1101 Markham Street in Conway, Arkansas. Now, there's a way to get yourself in shape. Let me tell you, I'm just punching the heavy bag. And no, I have not gone in the ring and sparred with anybody. No, no not me. Not yet. Not, if ever, you know, I, I did in the 90s when I was a kid. I boxed a little bit. By no means was I in any of these classes, amateur uh, or any anything, maybe a little sparring here and there. But for the most part, I enjoy hitting that heavy bag. Yeah, it twists your body. You, you know, you're, if you're doing the side punches from the side and straight on, you, you twist and you, you work more muscles than you think you will. 
punching something. You work your arms, you work your your waist, you work your legs, moving around the bag. Yeah, it, boxing is a, a real good exercise. And it was real good talking to Rodney Gillespie. The man has knowledge that he's learned from a young age. Uh, yeah, he stumbled a little bit, made some mistakes, but his life is back on track, man. And I see nothing but good things for Rodney and his fine family over at Rodney Gillespie's Boxing Gym, 1101 Markham Street, Markham Street in Conway, Arkansas, just outside of downtown. Go check it out. It's a standalone building, and it is built for boxing. He is so right. Thank you so much for being on the program, Rodney Gillespie. Looking forward to spending more time with you at your gym <laughs> in the near future. Ah, that's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Uh, if you would want to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call at 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want with some great, great quotes. Don't tell a woman she's pretty. Tell her there's no other woman like her, and all roads will open to you. Jules Renard, the music you want, RadioWhat.com. Be on Radio What. Call 501-470-6386. Say your name, where you're from, and you're listening to what? The music you want is on RadioWhat.com. <laughs>